This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Living like a millionaire isn't what most people think it is. Wealth building starts with living below your means and sticking with smart money strategies. We'll hear from an expert. It trips us up to think that if we leave school and all of a sudden have a really high income, that that means that you're all of a sudden wealthy. Then, we can all breathe easier these days as air pollution has dropped over the last 20 years. But a scientist says we still have a way to go to eliminate all health risks from the air we breathe. Air pollution causes people to die prematurely due to lung disease that may not be surprising. But it also includes stroke and heart attack. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Would you like to be a millionaire? Our next guest knows what it takes to become wealthy, and she's here to share some of those secrets. And some of them may surprise you. Sarah Stanley is author of The Next Millionaire Next Door, Enduring Strategies for Building Wealth. Sarah, this book is, I guess, a follow-up to the original Millionaire Next Door. Is that right? That is right. The Millionaire Next Door was published back in 1996, and this is really a look at what it takes to build wealth using research since that time and also thinking about some of the psychology behind building wealth as well. You talk about seven myths, and some of them are kind of surprising, I wonder if we could just go through them kind of quickly. One is, you are your group. What is that all about? I think this is one that maybe could be controversial. I'm not sure. But a lot of times we hear, you know, I'm a homemaker. I'm a woman in my 30s. This is kind of how I think about myself. And when we do that, it often limits us to what we can do. And so I think it's important to understand that really regardless of what group you're in or how you might define yourself by your demographic characteristics, what's really important are your behaviors and your saving and your spending and investing behaviors. The next one is income equals wealth. And interestingly, you'll occasionally read about a janitor who became a millionaire just through his strategies. So income does not really equal wealth. Right. I think what we see a lot of times in the media and in the minds of a lot of us is that, well, if I have a high income, it means that I'm wealthy or I'm rich. For example, it's fun to talk to middle schoolers or high schoolers about this concept as well. But it trips us up to think that if we, for example, leave school and all of a sudden have a really high income, you're making eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year, that that means that you're all of a sudden wealthy. And I think it's really important to understand the difference. It's also important to understand from a research perspective that those are two different concepts. We're talking with Sarah Stanley, author of The Next Millionaire Next Door, Enduring Strategies for Building Wealth, talking about some of the myths that she writes about. The next one is you can judge a person's wealth by what he drives, buys, and wears. This is a good one. Yeah, definitely. I think that certainly was a myth that was shattered 20 years ago or 20 plus years ago now in The Millionaire Next Door, but it continues to be the case that 
those who are able to transform income into wealth and thus, you know, become wealthy are those that don't necessarily drive the fanciest cars and live in the most expensive neighborhoods. That's really a tough one for a lot of us to get our minds around. But what we drive and what we wear and where we live isn't necessarily related to wealth. Now, these next ones are uh, kind of a little more spicy. <laughs> one is the rich don't pay their fair share. Yeah, you know, this is one I think that was really important to my father. Certainly, it's something that he wrote a lot about. And I think that it's important to understand that, again, we go back to this concept of income doesn't equal wealth. And that particularly in our country, there is a way to tax income that doesn't necessarily mean they don't pay their fair share. And I guess related to that is this one, the rich are evil. Certainly being evil or mean-spirited or a bully, that's sort of normally distributed throughout our populations. So certainly there are going to be those who have amassed wealth that are not necessarily the nicest people to be around. But to say that all wealthy people are evil or that they're somehow keeping things from other people, I think is a little bit misleading. Jumping ahead to some strategies that people can adopt no matter where they are, what are some things that people can do to get on the road to wealth? You know, I think the first thing is really just understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are related to all things financial. Really taking an assessment of the kinds of things you struggle with and the kinds of things that you might be really good at and starting there. At my company, we definitely focus on understanding those strengths and weaknesses and obviously taking them into account and building upon the things that you're good at, whether that's budgeting or maybe investing or something like that. And then spending a little more time on changing behaviors that aren't conducive to building wealth. So one of the things that we talk about in the book is the influence of social media and the influence of others and how limiting that could be really helpful, particularly if you are someone that likes to know and likes to drive, for example, what everybody else is driving. So the first thing is just understand what your strengths and weaknesses are and then work on each one of those weaknesses and accentuate the things that you're doing really well related to wealth. We're talking to Sarah Stanley, who is the author of The Next Millionaire Next Door, Enduring Strategies for Building Wealth. Sometimes people who are not wealthy will say, oh, that rich guy just got lucky. How big a role does luck play in becoming a millionaire? I don't know that exactly. I certainly think that there are things outside of our control that we can't anticipate that can influence our success or failures in life. But what we know from the research we've done, the statistics that are out there, are that there are certain behaviors that influence net worth regardless of your age and income. Things like being frugal, being confident, spending time planning, that kind of thing. So while luck can account for some things, we know from our research that there are some actual behaviors that can influence your ability to build wealth over time. Sarah, how big a factor is intelligence? It seems like some millionaires out there can't even spell properly. Some are even completely illiterate. But is intelligence an important factor or can that not limit you on the road to wealth? Two things about that. First of all, I think intelligence certainly plays a role, for example, in the kinds of schools we get into or the types of jobs that we have. 
It's typically a predictor of success on a job. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a predictor of building wealth. We know that discipline is equally important in achieving financial independence, for example. So the good news for those that might think of themselves that way is that really the discipline, the behaviors that lead to building wealth are really important. And those don't necessarily depend on how smart you are. Sarah, when you did the research for this book and you looked at the data, what was the most surprising thing you found? There are a couple of surprising things. Certainly one of them was the investing mistakes that millionaires made, self-reported mistakes. So we really looked at some of the biases, some of the investing-related biases, and asked affluent Americans about that. Again, thinking about the idea that these are really successful individuals worth many millions of dollars in some cases, but they still reported making investing-related mistakes. And I think that that can help us understand that even though there are successful individuals that have made these mistakes, you can keep going, even if it's something that you're not necessarily good at yet or that you have a lot of experience with. Going back to the concept of patterns of behaviors, part of the research that we've done is looking at patterns of upbringing. So how your parents or your caregivers talk to you about money or investing and that influence. So you continue to see that that's a really important part of the ability to build wealth over time. They say that money cannot buy happiness. I believe I read that once you have, I think, $75,000 in income, increasing from there doesn't really factor your happiness much. What are your findings on this? You know, what we find is that individuals who tend to be really good at building wealth, they tend to be satisfied with their financial situation, both their current situation as well as their future financial situation. Just think about any job that you might have. If you don't know how to do that job and you feel like you're not doing really well at that job, you're not going to be satisfied. And that continues to point towards improving your knowledge in the area of personal financial management. You mentioned the word mindset. How big a factor is your mental processes when it comes to becoming a millionaire? What we know from research that's out there in the academic world, as well as some of the work that we've done since then, is that attitudes can sort of dictate your behaviors. So we know that, for example, if you view spending as something that's entertainment, a hobby, if you will, shopping, to then have someone or ask someone to, you know, really limit that is a challenge. So in a lot of cases, changing or enhancing your mindset and your attitude about financial management is really the first step to improving saving and spending behaviors. The book is The Next Millionaire Next Door, Enduring Strategies for Building Wealth. Sarah Stanley is the author. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Next, the air you breathe might be shortening your life. That story, coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. 